Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to a news and focus commentary. It is Friday, February the 15th, 2019. It is currently 12.15 p.m. Central Time. Well, there is so much happening right now and so much I want to say. Now, this is a situation where probably I needed to sit down, take a lot of notes, uh, get some different information from different articles, try to just verify a lot of things, try to get my collect all of my thoughts. But I did not want to wait. I did not want to try to wait and find the opportune time because the opportune time may never show up. And then I miss out in trying to speak to what is happening in our world right now, today, February the 15th at 12.15 p.m. Central Time. I want to talk about what's going on right now. So to do that, then I have to kind of just hit record. I'm standing here in the middle of my study and just share with you the information. And, and what you're going to hear is me processing the information basically live as I'm recording. This is not the, I don't have the ability right now to have this all polished and professional. This is going to be more raw and real. And, and sometimes I think that's better than the more polished presentation, the more well thought out presentation, because we are all, whenever we're presented with information, uh, whenever something is happening in our world, we, we all hopefully go through a process of trying to figure it out. We think about it this way, and then we think about it from that, that perspective, and, and, and hopefully we, we spend enough time with the subject that we can try to formulate an, a rational thought that is logical, that is consistent, and that is based on facts, not emotion. That's what, how we're supposed to handle information. It doesn't always happen because, again, when you first are presented the information, a lot of times your first reaction is one that is emotional instead of analytical or thoughtful. So you're going to hear a little bit of emotion, you're going to hear a little bit of thought, but hopefully you will hear something that will challenge you to think and look at what's happening in your world from a different perspective. This is called the News and Focus Commentary, where I try to get you to focus in on what is happening in your world. Now, I do this, obviously, that I, uh, from the perspective that I'm coming from, which is a biblical and theological perspective. That doesn't mean I'm going to quote a verse after everything I say, because, well, uh, typically people who do that quote verses out of context, which is a different problem. But it just means that I'm looking at things from a biblical theological perspective. You may hear it, you may not. But because obviously I'm coming to this from a biblical and theological perspective, that may give you a hint that I, well, am a Christian, and I am. And, well, I have a church app. Now, I know what you're thinking. I don't want a church app. This is not your normal church app. But the reason I'm telling you about the church app is because we have a section called Your World, where I keep up with what's happening in your world, and I'm updating it all the time with news information from all kinds of different sources, American sources, non-American sources, trying to, to challenge you to keep up with what's happening in your world and to hear different viewpoints. Now you can access that and all the other content that's available on our app by getting our app. It's absolutely free. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Do a search for VBC66, VBC, which stands for Victory Baptist Church, VBC, and the number 66. VBC66. All right. Where do we begin today? Well, I think there's only one place to begin. President Donald Trump has declared a national emergency. He has declared that we are facing a national emergency on the southern border of the United States of America. 
Now, why has he declared this emergency? Are we facing some catastrophic emergency? Are we facing an invasion from our southern border and our country is in imminent danger? I think we could question that. I think the real reason is pretty obvious. President Donald Trump made a promise that he was going to build a wall, a wall along our southern border to stop the flow of illegal immigration and the flow of illegal drugs coming into the United States of America and that these illegal, illegal immigrants coming into our country illegally and the flow of illegal drugs coming into our country over the southern border was a national crisis and it had to be addressed and it needed to be stopped once and for all. He was going to do it, so he made the promise he was going to build the wall and stop this flow of illegal things coming into our country, whether illegal immigrants or illegal drugs. Obviously, his message resonated with a large portion of the American public because he got voted into office. And that was a major part of his political platform was the wall, the wall, the wall, build the wall, build the wall, build the wall. Okay, so he gets elected. Republicans are in power. Um, and well, not much occurs. He, he does a building of a couple of things here. He tries to make some changes here, tries to make some changes there, but we still don't get a wall. Well, then we have the midterm elections. Guess what happens? The Democrats take the control and power over certain parts of our government. Now, President Trump is in a, well, he's in a, a major difficult situation. To build that wall requires money. Well, to get that money, you gotta have people who are going to approve you having that money, and it's not being able to work out. So we had a government shutdown over a fight of Trump wanting this much money to build his wall. Democrats don't wanna give him that much money, so government shutdown because we gotta pass a budget so that the government can remain open. Well, that didn't go well for President Trump. A, a large portion of the American public blamed Trump for the government shutdown. Well, lo and behold, we we're about to face another government shutdown and Trump was still wanting his money for the wall and he still wasn't going to get it. So what did Trump decide to do? Well, the Democrats presented him a bill, a budget, and uh, he said, okay, I'll sign the budget. I'll sign the budget and uh, to, keep, to prevent the government from shutting down, to keep everything going, but I'm also going to declare an emergency so that I can get the money that I need to build my wall. Somewhere around $8 billion. And I think $8 billion, from all the estimates I've read, if he's going to really build the wall that he kind of promised, you're looking 10, 15, 20, 25 billion. You're talking lots of money to finally get the wall built the way he has described in different speeches and at different times. There's some debate over exactly how much, and again, I would have to do more research to be able to give you specific, specific figures. Let's just say billions upon billions upon billions upon billions. Well, here's a situation that most Americans don't seem to care about. The United States of America is currently somewhere around $22 trillion in debt. So we're $22 trillion in debt, but we have a president who wants to spend $8 plus billion, $10, 15000000000 billion to build a wall. Now, Trump supporters are like, yes. Build the wall. This is a crisis. Do whatever you have to do. If you have to shut the government down, do whatever you have to do. We want the wall. You have others are going, come on. 
this is crazy. We don't really want a wall at all. In fact, there are some who basically want open borders. And they believe that uh, to not have open borders is inhumane and it treats people in a horrible way. Others say to allow all these illegal immigrants to come into our country is destroying our country. We need to, make, we need to put America first. Everyone has their perspective. All right, so what do we do? How do we look at this? Well, let's just make sure this is very clear. Trump has declared his emergency declaration, his emergency declaration, a state of emergency. This is going to be fought in the courts. Uh, the Democrats are also going to do everything they can to, uh, to go against this declaration so that it can't be enforced or implemented. And so they're still going to try to find a way to keep Trump from getting his money. Some speculate that the court fights could last for two years, so we'll be to the 2020 election before Trump could even get the declaration of emergency implemented into a way that he could even get the money that he wants for his wall. Others believe that Trump can expedite the court situation so it could go straight to the Supreme Court faster, but then it's up to the Supreme Court whether they would hear it or deny it and send it back down to a lower court. This could be a legal battle forever. So there's going to be all this money, all this effort, all this time, all this fighting over the wall. In the meantime, there's other things going on in the United States of America that needs to be addressed. For example, we have a major homelessness crisis in some of the major cities in the United States of America. What do we do about that? Now, again, I don't think money is just the answer to fix the homelessness crisis because it's a much more complicated issue with lots of different factors. And we could get into some of those issues. And I, I have some strong opinions on that as well. But if we're going to be spending eight, 10, 15 billion dollars year after year fighting about this court battles, court cases, lawyers, all this stuff going on, what are we going to do about our other domestic crises that are occurring? This is something that has to be addressed. So I'm going to do this really quick. Here's what I think should be done. Instead of spending 8, 10, 15, 20 billion on a wall, I think we need to consider some, some important things. So first, I'm going to give you some facts. Number one, everyone has to admit that building a wall will not completely stop illegal immigration. Why? A large portion of illegal immigration happens in a legal way. People come into the country legally through a visa, they overstay the visa, and they stay in the country illegally. A wall will not stop that. Number two, build a wall. They'll still will find people and ways to go over, under, and through, or whatever things they have to do. There will still be ways to, to, to get around the wall. All right. Now, I, it may still reduce it by 20%, 30%, 40%. Maybe it reduces it by 50%. Maybe it does. Okay. If it does, is that worth 8, 10, 15, 20 billion in years and years of court cases and fights and uh, basically stopping focus on anything else? Don't know. Some say, hey, the wall will stop the flow of illegal drugs. But how many of the illegal drugs enter our country, not by crossing over the border, um, but either coming through, uh, be, coming into our country through legal shipments? In other words, their illegal drugs are smuggled into our country through legal shipments. The wall will not stop that either. So everyone has to admit the wall is not a foolproof plan. 
It's a, it's a, it's simply to help reduce the problem, not to necessarily stop the problem. Yet we want to spend eight billion, ten billion, fifteen billion on building it, and clearly Mexico is not going to pay for it, as President Trump first indicated. I think that's pretty clear. Also, the building of the wall could have unintended consequences. We don't know what those unintended consequences could be. Does it irritate the government of Mexico and they, and they do certain negative things to us? I don't know. Could they hurt us economically? Could they hurt us through imports and exports? I don't know. Could other countries be irritated by it? There's always unintended consequences, which again, I haven't got worked out. But here are some steps that we could do that doesn't require a wall. Number one, spend millions in improving the ability for people to enter into this country in a legal way that is not bogged down by red tape and all of the, the issues government has in running programs. Let's expedite the ability for people to enter our country in a legal way. They can find a path to citizenship legally. Legally, let's expedite that. Number two, let's improve our asylum process. So let's improve the legal process, right? That people could come to this country legally. Let's expedite it. Let's streamline it, streamline it where it's not bogged down and it takes five years. Let's improve the process that people could come to our country, claim asylum because they're being, you know, um, persecuted, uh, being, you know, they're facing all kinds of, of horrible things in the countries that they're coming from, maybe because of religion, because of race, and that they, they need to seek a, a, asylum. They need protection. Let's improve that process that we, that we could expedite that, that we could make that happen in a better way. The legal immigration, asylum, three, let's improve the visa program. So we don't have people overstaying their visas. Let's have a better way to monitor that. Let's, let's, let's improve the visa. We, because there's always this argument that people need to come into this country because there, there's people in America who will not do the jobs. Well, let's improve the work visa program. We can find the workers in other countries who want to come here and give them to the employers who need them. And they can do so in a legal way where they can be treated in a humane way and not be exploited and be given the wages that they actually deserve. Which, of course, would then actually... Would, would lower the reason some of those employers want them because they like to exploit them and pay them little, far less than they'll pay an American citizen. Let's do it in a work visa program, which would be better, right? Like We don't need an $8 billion wall to do those things. The legal situation, the asylum situation, the visa situation, let's improve all of those. And then here's a big one. Let's punish... All companies, all corporations, all businesses, and all individuals who hire illegal immigrants, who hire them, exploit them, pay them a small wage, let's go after them. But nobody wants to go after the big businesses. No, 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 no. We'd rather just spend billions and billions on a wall. Let's go after the people who are exploiting illegal immigrants. I grew up here in West Texas. I saw it over and over and over. People would have a ranch or a farm and there's something needs to be done. We need this area cleared out or we need a fence put up or we need this done or we need that done. And they would say, I'm going to hire a couple of illegals. Now they use a different term that's very derogatory and I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to hire a couple of them. They'll do it. Sometimes they'd give them a little trailer on the ranch somewhere. Those illegal immigrants would live in that trailer and get paid almost nothing to do all of this work for them. They were being exploited. 
the people here in the West Texas and the country who are hiring those illegal immigrants were not saying, we're being invaded and our country's being destroyed. No, they saw it as a cheap workforce that they used to their advantage. They exploited them and did not even treat them with the dignity that a human being deserves to be treated, which is a, an actual living wage. They were actually engaged in an illegal activity by hiring an illegal immigrant, but nobody cares about going after the people who hire them and exploit them. Let's build a wall that costs billions of dollars. Now, I could repeat all of those, but you can go back and listen. This is what I'm trying to say. There should be things that we could do to improve and fix some of these problems without just building a wall. I think building a wall is the lowest common denominator way to say, look at that. We built a wall. Didn't we fix illegal immigration? Illegal immigration is a far more complex issues with lots of other factors and people need to look at it in a more realistic way. What are the things that could be done that would be cheaper, that would be more effective, that would be more efficient, that would be better than billions and billions to spend on what I think is nothing more than a symbolic wall, more than a wall that will actually stop some of these problems. Oh, it may decrease them. No one can deny that. But how long will the decrease remain before people will find new ways into the country illegally? Now, I know this. If we stop the hiring of illegal immigrants, they don't come here because they couldn't find a job. That doesn't require billions to do. That just requires enforcement and punishment for those who do hire illegal immigrants. We've we have a, a declaration of emergency. It's going to turn into a massive political and legal battle. That's what we're getting ready to witness. And there's going to be who knows how many hours and dollars spent on this battle over a wall. And when it's all said and done, we may get a stretch of wall that serves as a symbol, but the wall that was promised is never going to be built. It's not going to happen. And this is just going to waste two more years of time, effort, and money. And I don't think it's ultimately going to result in what people thought they were voting for. I think there's other ways to look at this problem and reasonable, logical, thoughtful people who want to protect this country and wants what's best for this country could improve current systems and processes that are already in place and prove them, correct them, and fix them so that we could have a better immigration policy that could provide security, stop the exploitation of illegal immigrants, and find a way to bring people into this country who want to be here and who want to work in a legal, fair way without resulting in billions on a wall. There has to be a better system. There has to be. So today, when everyone's arguing about the wall and this declaration, this emergency declaration, take a step back and go, maybe we should be looking at this in a more thoughtful, careful way. Those are just some initial thoughts. There's a lot more I could say, but I will stop there. As you can hear, I have a phone call coming in, right? Probably from someone who wants to talk about the wall because I got all kinds of people today calling me going, let's talk about this wall. But we'll talk about it this more in another, in a future news and focus commentary. I'm sorry about the phone, but I'm not gonna delete this entire recording because of that, right? Um, but that's what happens when you're recording in the middle of your study. All right, just some initial thoughts. I know that not the most professional, but hopefully you'll find it to be 
beneficial. And I'll try to record some more news and focus commentaries on some other things happening in our world as soon as I can. All right, have a great day. Thank you for listening. And well, focus in on what is happening in your world today because there's no excuse to be ignorant about what is going on around you. Thank you.